0: Well, hello guys, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, I want to tell you that we are in a time of history before I even share my story. You know, I think that it's respectable to share my testimony of how I became Closer to God, and um, there's a verse that comes to mind uh, in chapter S- Psalms 107. It's not a verse; it's a chapter. And I want to, and I want to read what it states, verses two through three, actually one through three. We're going to go base it off of there. But I'm going to tell you how I truly became Christ and from where when my life changed to where I'm at now, and how I see God working in the midst of my life. And so a lot of this is very exclusive and is a very personal testimony of how I became uh, a follower of Christ. And with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. Lord, You are an awesome God. I just pray that whatever the testimony that I'm going to tell or the testimony that people are going to hear, I pray that it may glorify you. I may that just uplift someone. And Lord, you truly are an awesome God. You have been merciful. You have been gentle. So may you guide us and protect us during this episode. And let the people hear and allow me to just speak through a lot allow you to speak through me because you're an awesome God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So before we start off, I would like to apologize. The reason why I was gone yesterday and the reason why we didn't record yesterday was because we had the big Republican debate and of course that will be discussed on the Sauce report at a later day uh, today or probably sometime tomorrow so stay tuned for that. And that's why we had to get there really early. And so it was it was very hectic indeed. Um, but we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about my personal faith journey and how I became a follower of Christ. So it started off when I was born on October 7th, 1998. And I was born in Vladikavkaz, Russia. Now, a lot of us don't really realize of how gifted and blessed we truly are because I came to America in 2006 and I was even supposed to be adopted but somehow a family that came there uh, from Bend, Oregon they came to adopt one girl and next you know uh, they took back a whole bunch of other people and I was one of them and and I was so blessed to be part of that child uh, because they only wanted one girl and we grew up, and during my time in Bend, Oregon, we traveled a lot. We went all over the place. And I really wasn't affiliated with faith. I didn't really know what it was like being a follower of Christ. You know, I didn't know, like, I thought, you know, what I didn't know what the meaning of Christmas was. I didn't know, like, um, I thought Christmas was about Santa and giving us toys. Thought about the Easter bunny and giving us candy. And I didn't really understand all those Uh, pinnacle points in my life but all I did understand was and I another thing I didn't understand was all these nice people you know about you know they're so friendly unto you and they were like very gracious and were very awesome and it was about 2008 when I was adopted again to another family in Wisconsin and and this family was a, a family of a pastor and a choir teacher Now, you expect as, so I came in as a pastor's kid. You know, now I'm considered a pastor's kid, which is, it's got some, no, I wouldn't say it's got some perks in it, but it's got some stigma to it. Now, you think as a pastor's kid, you're like, ah, well, I've had people say this to me, like, well, you had it easy, you know, you know who God was. Well, that might be true. So what happened was, was I, I ended up, uh, you know, I ended up like kind of figuring out like, okay, I know who God is, you know, I kind of knew that, but it was interesting because a lot of like, when you grow up in high school, you know, when you get bullied and when you, you, people call on you and that they tell you go back to your country or they beat you up because of where you're from, it can be disheartening. And especially, you know, when I was in eighth grade, you know, we're going to jump forward to eighth grade, um, In eighth grade is when my grandma passed away. And, you know, it was one of the, it was the time she got diagnosed when I was in fourth grade to the time that she passed away. I would pray to God. I'm like, God, can you heal my grandma? Can you, I I know, God, that you're an awesome God. I know that you truly love him or you truly love my grandma and you can make the blind man heal. You can do anything you you can because the Bible says it. We learned about it in Sunday school. Well, what happened was when she passed away, I remember being pulled out and you know being pulled out of class, it was at nine thirty in the morning, and I got the news, and I was absolutely devastated. Um, i was i was I, I didn't know how to react, I didn't know what to do, but <clears throat> it showed a reverence, and it shows a big difference compared to when my grandpa died. To when my grandma died But before my grandpa's passing My grandma's passing was a little bit Frustrated on my end Because I was mad, I was bitter at God And I said If God is, why did you take my grandma? I thought you loved us I thought you cared for us Well, then I really like Then what happened was I'm like, then I didn't really I shouldn't say I didn't want anything with him I didn't really want to practice um, Christianity And I just started going through the motions. You know, I went through the motions one by one. And and I believe that, you know, if you don't like truly have a relationship with God, I believe that he sets more hurdles and struggles in your life. Now, those hurdles and struggles in your life, they can be caused upon yourself because it's done by your own doing when you don't obey God's word, when you like just go into church and you just go through the motions and you just nod off and sleep in church and had that mentality. Well, like I don't need him now. And so what happened was I went through all high school, like that kind of mentality and I made some poor decisions. Um, one of those poor decisions ended up joining the, uh, army reserves and it was not led by prayer. It was led out of self might. Um, it was led out of spite and it was led out of rebellion of my parents now, if I truly was like a follower of Christ back in the day, I would have not done that. If I would have practiced my faith and if I would have like stuck to my Bible and if I would have like really done everything like, you know, as a follower of Christ would have done, I would have not made that mistake. And I made that mistake because it was done on purpose and that doing on purpose saying, well, I can do whatever I want. And it states in the Bible, you're supposed to honor your parents and you're supposed to honor your father and mother. So by any means, I didn't do any of that. And I started knowing that, I started feeling a nudge. And that nudge was like a weird, it was a conscious feeling. I finally found out what it truly meant to have a conscience. It was weird when I came back from M.E.P.S. I handed a a pamphlet or handed a, a folder to my parents saying, You are a proud parent of a future soldier. And I've never seen my parents get so upset. And just seeing their faces, seeing their faces that night brought me to tears afterwards. Because I knew I let them down. And I also knew that I did it on purpose. And I knew that it was a horrible idea afterwards. And I would once again got, you know, I had felt bad. But then I had to live with my consequences. And this is when I realized... That consequences do exist, and that sometimes consequences are meant to like last long or meant be are meant to be temporary, and just con- you know it's not meant to be pleasurable. Now, of course, there's good consequences and there's bad consequences, but for instance, this one was one of the bad ones. So as I continued on with my journey, I I had I went to my dad and I apologized. And that's when I kind of knew, I'm like, okay, now I kind of know who God is. All right, I'm back, in my, I'm back in the Bible. I'm back studying. I'm back in there. But then like all good things come to an end. You know, um, for instance, I started getting lazy in my walk. I started like not listening to very good music. Um, I started just making it by myself. And I started doing things for attention again. And once again, then I had to realize it, then I had to realize and ask myself, and, I, and how I noticed this was that the fact that I was like willing to like work on Sundays, and I typically don't work on Sundays, um, and how I would just like skip church and wouldn't have a problem with it, and, but at the same time, supposedly call myself a Christian, and thinking, thinking that mindset, and again, it's a horrible mindset even as a pastor's kid. Man, okay, I'm safe because my dad's a pastor. I'm safe. Well, it really then was tested when I went to the United States Air Force. And that's when my faith was put to the test. And even then, I was tested to the brink. It was when I went to the recruiter's office. And I'm like, hey, I want to join the United States Air Force. you know, And I prayed about it with my family. And it was cool that my family was very supportive of my decision. I was We were all in on it. But then I was like all happy, but then even then I was like still kind of not I wasn't a hypocrite. I I wouldn't say that. I was more of uh questioning a little bit more and wondering, okay, am I gonna take this by faith? And during that time it was when my grandpa got diagnosed with can well, it was like during that time when my grandpa was fighting um the, the battle of cancer, and he always had this uh thing in his mind. Faith choose faith, not by fear. Every situation you choose, no matter if you get bad news or good news, always choose faith because good outcomes come about. So the interesting aspect of life and the interesting part was, was I chose choose by faith. And I didn't really know what it meant to choose by faith because it was like, I'm jumping into something that I don't know. Or maybe I'm actually truly relying on God. And this is where I saw, now looking back on my life, I saw where God was working at in my life. I brought my Bible that I I had for a long time. And my Bible was, uh, it was a New Testament. It was a small camp Bible. Um, It was a leather one that you opened up and you had to zip it up. And that Bible actually is, I tried to find it the other day and it was not there. But that was one of the very first Bibles I received, well, a gift Bible that I received. And it was interesting because I took that Bible to MAPS. And when I got to see my parents for the last time, before I went off, I hugged them. And I said, and it was like very hard to say goodbye to them. It was one of the worst, it was one of the saddest moments of my life because I knew that I was truly going to hold on to faith. My faith was the only thing that was going to get me through. And so because of my faith was the only one that was going to get through, I then opened up my Bible. And it was very interesting because I had no idea. I had no idea, but we got in the van. And I'm like, guys, can I just pray for all of you guys? That's all in here. That's going all to the airport. And I just want to, this is being nudged. And I didn't know what I was doing myself. And I just went in. I said, Lord, just protect us. And, And I just am so thankful that, You've given us time to like serve together as brothers and sisters in the military, and it was like so cool. And that's one of the very first moments in my life where I knew I was trying to yearn earn something, and that and I was longing something, and something was truly missing in my heart. And that m- missing piece was Jesus. That missing piece was a relationship with Him. A true authentic relationship, not the relationship where oh if I'm having a good day, I don't need you, or if I'm having a bad day, oh let's call Jesus hotline. it's not one of those. I believe that when you truly trust Jesus, he's with you all the time, as a matter of fact and so <clears throat> with this in mind, not with this in mind, but you know I joined the I went to the basic training, and it was awesome because I got to keep my Bible. And my Bible was, um, it had things like uh, scriptures and it had letters and it had all that kind of through plaster throughout. And so it was like a home away from home. And I read that like there was no tomorrow. Each night when lights would go out, I would read that. So I'm like, God, I, I truly need you in my life. And I truly need you to come and I accept you. And it was weird because it was at first full night when we got there and i believe that god sent other people in my life to walk alongside with me and to start a men's bible study or a prayer group i actually ended up being a men's prayer group lights would go out at oh nine or nine twenty three hundred twenty two hundred at nine p.m it's nine p.m the lights would go out and it was so weird i believe that this was the holy spirit that was nudging me I went to the boys' bathroom. I went to our bathroom, or the, I think the latrine. And I took, of course, I just stood and um, I stood in the bathroom and I turned on the lights and I and I broke down in tears. And I said, "I need to, I need God." And I also said, "I need Him," and I really want that relationship. And I started praying, and then one guy started joining. It was uh, Airman Hill. can't remember his full name. Michael. Michael Hill, that was his name. He joined. And then after about two more minutes, two other guys joined. And from there, we started something that lasted for the whole time in basic training. We did a prayer group. After lights went out, after after our flight leader would go to sleep, we all would just go in and pray. We would just go in and uh, we pray together as a group. We go in and it was interesting, even when our drill sergeant would uh, come in the room unexpectedly, we would get scurried back in our beds because I was prohibited to do so. And then after he would leave, he would, uh, we would go back in the, I would go back in the bathroom and, and we'd go pray as a group and we would read scripture. And, and it was interesting because we could have had the choice of praying in our beds together or praying and just taking a moment of silence but I wanted that fellowship and I wanted that growth. Now are all of us staying in touch? Absolutely not. Um, I believe there's a time and a season for everything and that was more of a season of my life that I needed strong men of faith. So we graduated basic training and I was so excited to move on and the cool thing is, is that after we left basic training, I was in Lackland Air Force. Or I went back to Shepherd Air Force Base. And from Shepard Air Force Base, I went and started a movement. And it was meant to help other people. It was a mental health advocacy group. And it was meant to bring light to underground ministry. And my heart was so excited for people to know who Jesus was. And... You know, it was interesting seeing those people, and it was interesting how, when you truly are, uh, when you truly are a follower of Christ, God brings in people that you never expected, and He gives you strength and He gives you connections that are long lasting, or might not be long lasting. It's under His timing, and all I can think is that moment in the bathroom. Looking yourself in the mirror, and it's like when you look yourself in the mirror and I look back on it, think of the time, the decisions you made, and you reflect and you look deep into your eye, your own eyes, and you realize that question, and I've had this question asked multiple times in group settings or in other settings. If you were to let somebody in your life, or if you were to have a movie theater in your life, and that movie theater showed the decisions that you've made, the decisions or the actions you've made, or the things that you've done that you don't want anybody else finding about it, and you allowed everybody and everybody had to see it. All the people you cross paths with, they all had to see it. How would you feel? Now, to me, I would feel embarrassed of all the decisions I've made, of all the the things I've said. And the things I've done I would feel absolutely embarrassed Sick And it's like I don't even want to I don't want to invite people I don't want to be there If that were to happen And it's that moment That I was like moved to tears And it's at that moment when God just Or the Holy Spirit speaks to you And says no You don't have to worry about it You know Let me continue on Let me start a journey with you A journey that no one else can go on a journey that is going to go against the world, a journey that I have planned for you. All you have to say is yes and just accept and step the first step on that journey. And sure enough, I took that first step and next thing you know, the people that God has crossed me with, I am truly blessed. And of course, my testimony is... Lot, it's simpler in layman's terms. That's kind of more of my testimony about how, what has what God has done, and and another thing is I'm gonna go back to my grandpa. So the difference is with this time around, as being a follower of Christ, is during that diagnosis stage, I told him, Grandpa, I love you so much. And this is where I knew I kind of really matured, and God was truly, actually, I was really on God's path. When on May 26th, I had the urge to call him. And I said, Grandpa, I want, I'm like, I want to pray for you. I had that inkling of in prayer. I want to pray for you because I love you, Grandpa. And I prayed for him. And I know that I'm going to see him one day when I cross that finish line. And he's going to be there at the end of the finish line cheering me on. And oh no, we will celebrate together being back reunited again with my grandma, because that following night, I was nervous all day. I was praying, a, like praying a lot, and I was praying for peace and comfort. And typically I never would have never done that because I never did it for my grandma. And when I got that phone call saying, Grandpa has crossed that finish line, it was a phone call that was not, it was not a happy phone call. But it was a phone call that finally put a peace and a celebration, knowing that he fought the battle and that he's not suffering anymore. And that was a lot different response than I did with my grandma because I went straight into prayer and I thanked God for watching over him and that as he crossed that finish line. And I also thank God that he did not he's not suffering anymore. So with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. dearly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. May you guide us and protect us as we continue on the journey that you have set. May you guide us and protect us and allow us to grow a relationship with you, Lord. A relationship that will never end. A relationship with that will have an everlasting prize. So, Lord... May you guard our hearts, guard our minds, as we continue on the path that you have set before us, so that when we cross that finish and shine, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my testimony. And of course, my testimony is... A lot more lengthier But this is a podcast And I don't want to bore you guys But that's my testimony All in 20 minutes Or 25 minutes or less Remember guys God loves you And I'll meet you At the finish line Bye Bye